Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Heavenly days, McGee. Look at the date on the calendar. Oh, what about it? We don't give each other presents on General Burgoyne's birthday. <laughs> that isn't what I'm talking about. I just realized that we have another wedding anniversary coming up next week. Oh, so we do. Sure does fly, don't it? Time, I mean. Certainly does. Seems like only yesterday that we were standing there in the church saying the vows that made us man and wife. Molly, I got a great idea. Why don't we celebrate our anniversary by having a wedding right here at the house? That's a wonderful idea, McGee. But who could we bring in to get married? That rat it, Molly, we'd get married ourselves. A lot of couples renew their marriage vows after they've been married as long as we have. You mean we'd go through the ceremony again just like we did the first time? Sure, why not? That was the happiest day of our lives. Why shouldn't we have a chance to relive it? Well, it would be fun. We could reenact the wedding exactly the way it happened the first time. Maybe we could even round up the original bridesmaids and best man. Why, sure we could. My best man was a guy by the name of Fred Nittany from Star Rock, Illinois. You remember him. Fred would be glad to come. Well, just so he doesn't drink too much champagne and try to catch the bride's bouquet like he did before. He didn't do that because he drank too much, Molly. Fred was always a great joker. I remember one time I and Fred were driving from Fort Wayne to Dayton to play a one-night stand. <laughs> I soon we stopped at a filling station in a little town called College Corner, Indiana, and the guy that came out was a real hayseed. Oh, he was a rube. He started wiping off the windshield. <laughs> you know what Fred said to him? <laughs> no, what did he say? I forget. I thought maybe I'd told you the story before and you'd remember. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't help you, dearie. But my mind's completely wrapped up in the wedding reenactment now. I wonder if I could ever find all of my original bridesmaids. Well, you could write a letter to the pure old folks' home. Chances are that's where most of them are now. Why, what a thing to say. We haven't been married that long, and you know it. Well, them bridesmaids were no spring chickens even then. They fought for that bridal bouquet like a pack of wolves going after a tender, juicy Siberian. <laughs> well, I'll write a few letters and see if I can locate them. Are we really going to reenact the wedding just the way it happened the first time? Oh, I don't plan to go through that incident of losing the pants to my dress suit again, but it'll be just the same except for that. We'll wear old-time clothes, and I'll even try to borrow some old cars from an antique car collector for us to ride to the ceremony in. Oh, it'll be such fun. I can hardly wait. Uh, just one thing that bothers me, Molly. What's that? When I come around to propose to you this time, you promise you'll accept? Oh, McGee, I can't get over what a wonderful idea it'll be for us to renew our marriage vows on our anniversary this year. Oh, lots of people do it. Well, they've been married as long as we have. We have an awful lot of things to do before the wedding. What about flowers and decorations? That's an item that's already occurred itself to me, Molly. I got out our old scrapbook with the clipping in it about the wedding. It says the bride carried a bouquet of snapdragons. I've already put in an order for some with Hennessy the florist. What do the bridesmaids carry? Well, this clipping says they carried the groom, but I don't have any recollection of anything like that. Well, I do. You passed out cold. Oh, well, that's not going to happen this time. I figure cattails for the bridesmaids and a sprig of pussy willow for the best man. Does that clipping mention anything else we'll have to make arrangements for? It says we had an organist that played Oh, Promise Me. I figure we can get the Perkins kid to do that on his trombone and save the price of an organist. McGee, the only thing that Perkins boy can play is Columbia, the gem of the ocean. Oh, and that just isn't proper for a wedding. I want an organist. Well, the one we had originally was Buford Tiffany. 
He's still around. He gave up his music, though, to become a tallow dipper. But I'll bet he'd be glad to play for us. I'll see if I can find his number in the phone book. You only gave him $2 at our original wedding. I hope you'll be a little more generous this time. Don't worry. I'll take care of him. 3006 Oh, you don't have to give him that much. That's not what I'm going to give him. That's his phone number. Stand aside and let me make the call. Tell him not to come in his overalls this time. It's formal. Just leave it. Hello. Hello, Buford. Trevor McGee here. Yeah, yeah, it has. Been a good many years. Uh, listen, Buford. I'd like for you to be the organist at a wedding next Thursday. What do you mean the groom usually makes those arrangements? I am the groom. Mrs. McGee? Oh, she's fine. Sure, we're still married. Call who? Oh, well, okay, okay, if you say so. So long. What did he say, McGee? I guess he can't make it. He told me to call the police department and ask for the bigamy detail. I never knew any of those guys could play the organ. Now, let's see. The bridegroom will be right over here. I wonder if I ought to stand with my hands on my hips or just keep them in my pockets while the ceremony's going on. Hi, mister. Oh, hi there, Teeny. What brings you out this frigid Friday? I just came over to ask you if you'd send me a quarter to shovel the snow off your walk. <laughs> well, well, I might if there was any snow on the walk, Teeny, but it hasn't snowed in months. I know that, but I thought you could pay me the quarter now, and then I'll shovel your walk the next time it snows. Well, I don't know, Teeny. That don't sound like a very business-like arrangement to me. I'll carry out your trash for a nickel. Now you're getting closer to my price range. Well, what's this sudden campaign on your part to collect the coin of the realm? What goes on? I'm trying to earn enough money to buy a sled. Oh, yeah, eh? Hmm? I say you are, eh? For what? Trying to earn enough. For what? Trying to earn enough to buy a sled. So am I. Oh. It costs five ninety-five. And that's a lot of loot. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you how you can earn a fast four bits, Teeny. You can be a flower girl at my wedding. Oh, boy. Who are you getting married to, mister? What, to Mrs. McGee? Gee, you're in kind of a rut, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's a pleasant rut. You see, Mrs. McGee and I have a wedding anniversary coming up next week, and we're going to utilize the occasion to renew our marriage vows. I don't know what that means. Well, it's fairly simple. You see, Mrs. McGee and I were first married a long, long time ago. My daddy says you're older than Sam Hill, and Sam's in 7B this year. Oh, is that so? Well, well, we'll leave your paternal parents punching prattle out of this for the moment. The point I'm trying to make is that we've been happy, and we want to show the world that we're just as much in love now as we were then. So we're reenacting our whole wedding all over again. Why? I just told you why. Our wedding day was the happiest day of our lives, and we want to live it over again. Just like it was the first time? As close as we can ever make it. Gee, that's a wonderful idea, mister. I gotta hurry home now. Hey, hey, what's the rush? I'm gonna reenact my fifth birthday. Oh? And, and this time, I'm gonna ask my mom and daddy to give me a sled. So long, mister. Oh, McGee, I think this was a wonderful idea you had for us to renew our marriage vows on our wedding anniversary. Oh, I shucks, kiddo. I got more great ideas hatching than a leghorn has eggs. I'm following up on this one to make sure that the reenactment of the wedding is the same as the original. We're getting together the same bridesmaids and the best man, even. Even the flowers and the decorations will be the same. My, it'll be just like turning back the clock, won't it? It sure will, kiddo. Unfortunately, I can't turn back the clock on my waistline, though. <laughs> My original wedding suit doesn't fit anymore. I guess I'll have to rent one. 
McGee, if we're going to make this an authentic reenactment, uh, shouldn't we go on a second honeymoon, too? My gosh, Molly, that's a wonderful idea. I don't have any pressing business commitments right now. We could take a run out to Dugan's Lake for a few days. I just got a letter from Dugan this morning saying how great the fishing is. I'll get our fishing gear in the back of the car, and then right after the ceremony... McGee, hmm? we're not going to spend our second honeymoon at Dugan's Lake. Why not? I'll get Dugan to give us his best cabin, the one with the running cold water. We're not going out there because there's nothing romantic about the place. Yeah, but somebody pulled in an eight-pound bass out there just the other day. There's nothing romantic about an eight-pound bass, either. You wouldn't say that if you was another bass. I want to go someplace where we can act young again and have fun. Someplace with a lot of bright lights and music. How about Mammoth Cave? I always wanted to go there. McGee, there's no nightlife at Mammoth Cave. No, but I hear the guide there tell some pretty racy stories about the stalactites. Oh, wait a minute, McGee. I know where we could go. Why don't we just reenact our first honeymoon and go back to Niagara Falls? Hi, George, that's a wonderful idea. We could even try to get the same hotel room. Remember that little place where we stayed? How could I forget it? There was a leak in the roof right over the head of the bed, and every time it rained, the water dripped in our faces. And remember the cockroaches? They were so big that the owner's police dog was scared of them. I sure do. I also remember how you got up to answer the phone in the middle of the night and stepped right into one of the mouse traps they had set in the room. Ah, oh, boy, the food is what I'll never forget. Hash three times a day. <laughs> yes. And the owner complaining he couldn't serve anything better because he had to pay so much bribe money to the health inspectors to keep his kitchen open at all. Remember? Yeah, that was a wonderful little place. I can hardly wait to get back there. I'll write a letter today reserving us the same room, the one overlooking the brewery. Oh, it'll be just like recapturing our lost youth. There's just one thing, though, Molly. What's that? Try not to look so much like a newlywed as you did the first time we were there, will you? You got no idea how that embarrassed me. Oh, McGee, what are you doing here? The groom isn't supposed to see the bride before the wedding ceremony. Oh, shucks, Molly. I'm getting too old for those silly superstitions. Besides, this isn't like a real wedding. We're just celebrating our anniversary by renewing our marriage vows. Is everybody here? The best man and the bridesmaids and all? Yep, the whole original cast is back together after all these years. And you know something, Molly? They sure look old. <laughs> we probably look pretty ancient to them, too. Oh, we haven't changed a bit. I guess they just haven't taken care of themselves the way we have. Now you take my old friend Fred Nittany from Star Rock, Illinois. Why, he's as bald as a honeydew melon. He looks every bit of 60. How old is he? 64. I suppose the bridesmaids all look different, too. Molly, those four little girls now pack more weight than the Notre Dame line. <laughs> and Fern Crawl was telling me she's a grandmother. No, it doesn't seem possible. No, nope. with that face Fern's got on her, I'd have swore she'd never become a wife, let alone a grandmother. <laughs> I suppose Eunice Underhofer is still an old maid. Yeah. She told me she's still on the prowl for a man, though. But now that all the Civil War veterans are gone, she's about given up hope. McGee, take a peek out the door, will you, and see if the guests are arriving? Okay, Gail. Oh, my God. What's the matter? Why, there must be at least 50 people out there. We invited 75. Yeah, but they didn't all have to come, did they? Well, they just wanted to show their respects, I guess. Yeah, but me getting up there before 75 people. Gee, I, I haven't even thought about that. Now, you're not getting nervous, are you? Oh, no, I'm not nervous. I'm just scared to death. Well, now, there's no need for that. I'll be standing right there beside you, and I'll even hold your hand. You'll have to reach over to do that, kiddo. I'll be out cold on the floor. Oh, now, McGee, you went through all this nervousness at our original wedding, and everything went fine. Yeah. There's no reason for panic this uh, time. I can't help it, Molly. I'm scared. 
My knees are doing a cha-cha-cha, and I'm getting a taste in my mouth like burnt shoe soles. You'll be fine now once the ceremony begins. No use, Molly. It's no use. I can't go through this. I want to keep my freedom. What are you talking about? We're already married. Yeah, and once is enough. You go out and tell the guests we're calling the whole thing off because I've suddenly become indisposed. Go on. I'll be hiding down the fruit cellar. And you can call me when you get rid of them. 